Hello, everyone. Hello. How are y'all? Doing okay. How are you? Today has been a day, but nothing you can do. This is true. This is true. (laughs) I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. And you're listening to another episode of Hue I Do, the podcast that's going to help you get your registry together. This was one of the requested episodes from one of our lovely Hubus that is in the process of planning her wedding. And, you know, sometimes putting together a registry can be a very daunting task. And you want to make sure you're doing the right things, putting the right things on your registry, being respectful of people's budgets. And we felt like this was the best time to have one of our friends from Zola come on and help us with our registry prep. So this was an episode to need miss, but a really, really good one for all of y'all. Enjoy y'all. a very special guest with us today. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Melissa. I am from Zola. And if you've used Zola before, you may recognize my name and I do exist. I am an advisor here and also head up our community. We are so, so, well, I say we, I'm so used to saying we, it's just me, but (laughs) so excited (laughs) to talk to you today. We have a very highly fan requested episode that we're going to dive into soon. But first, um, how'd you get into Zola? Like what were you doing before? And yeah, tell us about it. Yeah. So very interesting. I was actually a social worker for a nonprofit here in New York for almost 10 years. And then my now husband proposed to me and I was like, you know, wedding planning is actually kind of fun and it would be really cool to work in this wedding industry. And as luck would have it, Zola had just kicked off registry and they were hiring. So I sent in an application to join the CS team, which was one single person at the time because we were super small, brand new, and sort of just joined the company, loved our values, loved the products, used it for my wedding. And here we are eight years later. Oh, I love that. So you're an OG, basically. Like you, yes. you've seen it all. You've You've been there from the very humble beginnings. I love that. Yes. Yeah. I am an OG, one of the first, (laughs) and I don't have any gossip because we're such a chill company that I don't even have any dirt to share. No, that's perfectly fine. (laughs) I love that. And we love Zola. Like we love every opportunity we get to work with y'all in any sort of capacity. So yeah, super excited to have you. Um, Now we can actually dive into this or that, which is everyone's favorite segment of the show where we choose essentially between one option or the other and explain why. But because you're our special guest, you will be the first person. <laughs> You'll be the one to kick this <laughs> off every round. Um, so we have four quick rounds, nothing too intense. But to start, if you're given a gift, which gift do you prefer the most or would you want the most rather? A toaster or a comforter set? A comforter set. Mm, why? I don't really, we have a toaster and I don't really use it. Like we're not a <laughs> bagel waffle sort of family, but I love being cozy mm-hmm. and like reading in bed. For sure. That's a good one. I would also say a comforter set. 
And you can't have too many. You can't have no. too many toasters. But you can't have too many comforters. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Perfect. All right. So round two. Would you prefer to receive a food delivery gift card or a department store gift card? Food delivery gift card. Mm. Are you an ordering out type of person? Well, maybe I should do like an grocery. asterisk. Okay. For, food, for food delivery, I mean like Blue Apron. Um, okay. okay. Like a meal box like that, because that's actually one of my favorite date nights, which is something I share with our couples is it's a lot of fun to cook, but it can Mm -hmm. be a pain to actually grocery shop. So to have everything come to you is so easy, a great way to try new recipes, a great way to flex your chef skills. Like there's so much opportunity and then it's a great, like either you're engaged and you need a date night where you don't want to really think about planning so much or you're married and saying you don't want to go out it's winter whatever it may be so I'm a big fan of those meal boxes okay that's actually a really good one I would agree I'm going to say food delivery but for like a DoorDash <laughs> or something when it's just like I can't think I don't have time for <laughs> cooking <laughs> my husband's working late and it's just like we just need something to eat because yeah. it's like, getting late All right. absolutely So as a bridesmaid, would you prefer to go in on a group gift for the bride or just get her something individually? Probably a group gift. Okay. Um, I now have two kids, so it's so much easier when someone's like, let's just get her the KitchenAid mixer. I'm like, great. Here's my Venmo. Tell me what I owe. If you need me to wrap it, cheers. I'll do that. Like something Um, very easy. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Um, I would probably honestly do both, but (laughs) (laughs) um, yeah, the group gifts are just easy as well. Like, yeah, uh, I don't have to think beyond just sending you whatever amount. All right. So final round, would you prefer to receive a handmade quilt knitted by your great aunt or a homemade cookbook of recipes from the last three generations? Oh, that's so tricky because I actually received both and I treasure both. I will probably say the quilt because going back to my food box thing, like I hate grocery shopping. And mm-hmm. while I love and respect this cookbook, the chances of me using it would be very much less than an actual quilt. Um, but hopefully the quilt is like very much my aesthetic, which mine mm-hmm. is. So um, that's what I would choose. Okay. I would probably go with a cookbook, even if I'm not cooking. Uh, maybe it's something I pass down. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. But I do love the quilt idea. I don't know. <laughs> it's a tough one. Right? Right. Uh, they're both sentimental. Um, so perfect. Perfect. That was fun. That was easy. Now we can dive fully into the world of registries. We had several questions come in. Um, and then I just remember like the questions that we've received over time where, you know, someone is just like trying to figure this piece out. And so again, really excited to have you here to kind of like go through some of this because you would think like certain parts of the wedding planning process wouldn't be as hard as they are, but it's Mm -hmm. like some people overthink and they don't know exactly how to move forward. So 
to kick it off then, let's just start. You've seen different registries and we don't have to name them all, but like, what are the differences in kind of the general types of registries that exist? Yeah, I think there's probably three different types of registries and it all depends on where you're at in your current life and lifestyle. So there's obviously the registry that's all products, everything like to really just outfit a home. Then you have the registry that's all cash. And it's sometimes even just one cash fund. And it's like, we've been living together for 12 years, and we want to buy a house, or Mm -hmm. we are thinking about family planning, or we're going on a cool honeymoon. And then you have the other registry, which I see a lot, the third type, which is a mix of both. Like we need these upgrades for our home, but we also need cash to do X, Y, Z. So it's a really nice mixture, which are my favorite registries, because then you can get a really nice wedding shower Mm -hmm. gift and then also do cash for, yeah, a nice wedding shower gift and then do cash for the wedding if that's sort of like how you gift. Perfect. And yeah, I'm, I guess because couples over time have evolved, the registries had to as well, because not everyone's just like moving in together for the first time after they get married. It's like, no, we've been living together for like three and a half years. Yeah, we don't need all of this, Um, which is actually a great follow up question. One of our listeners said, we've been together like for over two years, like living together. What do you put on your registry then if you've been And that, you know, like if that's your situation. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of couples that are in this boat. I know I was when we got engaged. So what I recommend is doing upgrades because there's always things in your home that can Mm -hmm. be upgraded, specifically like your pots and your pans to get a really great name brand set of cookware. Mm -hmm. Knives were like a big thing for us, like really good chef knives. Um, appliances, sometimes your appliances can be a little old, like your coffee maker from college or your early twenties might just need a little upgrade there. But then something that I tell couples to also think about is your future home. Like don't just focus on the kitchen or the bathroom bedroom. Think about your living room. It's okay to put a group gift on for a new rug or a really great couch. It's okay to do a cash fund because you want to build a deck in your backyard. Um, You can also register for a grill, a hammock, like registries have truly involved that it's no longer just those three spaces in your home, bed, bath and kitchen, it's Mm -hmm. your entire home. And also your entire lifestyle. I mean, if you're sporty, add a TRX system so you can work out in your basement, like whatever it is, think about what it is that you would need and throw it on there. And do a group gift if it's a little too pricey for your circle of friends and family. We we had kind of those similar thoughts. I mean, granted, we were moving in together for the first time, but like I had a house, he had an apartment. We had things already before we moved in together. And I was like, let's just get new stuff because, yeah. you know, some of this is like from college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and at that point, that had been like almost a decade before. So, yeah. Yeah. Good to know that was okay. (laughs) (laughs) Going back a little bit, what are some like tools or perks about registries that couples or like brides and grooms or brides and brides, grooms and grooms, people don't necessarily know about in advance? 
Yeah, I think especially for Zola is the completion discount, which I think you'll find Mm. across many major registries, um, Mm. which is usually an additional X percent off after your wedding date for a certain amount of months. Um, really is an opportunity to buy the things that maybe you didn't get that you really do need for a little bit of a discount. With Zola, another big benefit is the ability to delay shipping. So Mm. if you are getting married and then moving into an apartment together after or buying a home together, whatever it may be, you don't necessarily need to ship that big set of pots and pans. You can wait, you can say like, okay, We're actually getting married, then honeymooning, and then moving. So I'm going to delay this for about two months. And then when you're settled into your new home, you can just have the product shipped to your new home or whatever it may be, whatever your circumstances are. And I think that's probably my favorite benefit for Zola. And that's something unique that you won't find with the other registries. And also the support that you get, especially with my team. This is like our bread and butter. You tell us a little bit about you and we're like, great, let's fire up a registry for you based on what you love, your aesthetic. If you're new in the kitchen, if you're a seasoned chef, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. the support that you can actually get from folks who know the products that have worked with the products and touch them is so special because so much is done virtually now, no matter where you go to register. Right. We're not going into the stores as maybe our parents were, whomever is, we're actually Mm -hmm. just doing it all online. So reaching out to team Z here is like chef's kiss, the way to really just get any advice on any product that you may be looking at. Oh, I love that. Love that so much. We also had a few that were like, my registry was with Zola. I don't have any questions. I just love them. And it's like, <laughs> like if I went back in time, I definitely would have set up the Zola registry. <laughs> Yay. I love um, to hear that. Yes, for sure. Um, so random question. And yes. What was probably one thing you put on your registry that you were like, I just love this so much. Maybe it's something you knew you were going to love, or maybe it's something you discovered you love, like once you start using it. It's truly a great question. And I wish I could like think on it, but Mm -hmm. off the top of my head, and I know I mentioned this earlier, probably my knives. We asked for very specific knives that were a higher price point. Mm -hmm. And the folks who gave us the knives One is my best friend who is a chef. And every time I use the knife, I just think of him and he's such a love in my heart. Mm -hmm. And the other person who gave us a knife was my cousin, who was my matron of honor, who's like a sister to me, who I look up to for all things like Mm -hmm. cooking, motherhood, just being a really strong female. And these are items that I use every single day, whether it's like cooking dinner for my family or slicing fruit for my daughter as she's telling me about her day. Um, Mm -hmm. It's items that I truly use every day that I probably would never buy for myself. And I have them out on a knife block. So I look at them. And I know it might sound silly, but they like bring me such joy because they remind me of very special people and creating a lot of really great memories because I am I'm just in love with being in the kitchen and cooking for people and knives are they're just a really big part of that prep and, Mm -hmm. you know, being there. But 
probably those. Yeah, I'll leave it at that before I like start spiraling and name everything in my kitchen that I love. (laughs) No, that's a good one. That's a good one. And yeah, they're you need knives in the kitchen. They're super, super crucial. Yes. Perfect. Let's talk about the logistics of a registry. One popular question is always, how many items should I put on my registry? Like, is there a rule of thumb that one should go by or is there just like a flat amount? Yeah, there is no flat amount. And it we have to take a few things into consideration. So obviously, the first one is like, how big is your wedding? Because if you're inviting 300 people, guests, that's much different than just inviting 100 guests. Also, will there be an engagement party or a wedding shower? Because Mm -hmm. then you're going to want more gifts for those events. Mm -hmm. So on Zola, we have a registry planner where you would input all of that. And we will sort of like formulate it and be like, okay, here's the amount of gifts that you should have on your registry. We also take into consideration cash. So we'll even ask like, as you're building your registry, are you going to have cash gifts? And if so, like, is it one? Like, what are you doing with these cash gifts? And then we can help set it up from there. Mm -hmm. But my rule of thumb is always add more because your guests want some options, you know? So I think we've all been there where it's a week before the wedding shower or a week before the wedding. And we're like, oh gosh, I have to buy a gift for this couple. And we go on and there's nothing because everything's been purchased. which is amazing. That's a great thing to have happen. But we want a little bit of variety, especially in price points. And I think that's also another really important point is to have gifts and multiple price points, $20 up to I don't know, I had a Vitamix on mine, that's almost $500. -hmm. So like really make a variety and don't be afraid to use group gifting, because that will also make it affordable for your guests. Perfect. You answered the next question I had, like how expensive (laughs) should gifts be? So I like that too. Is it okay to have multiple registries? And I was thinking more from the perspective of you have a bridal shower registry in your wedding registry, or do you have like just multiple wedding registries just in all different locations? What are your thoughts? So I like having everything in one place. And Mm -hmm. With Zola, you can do that. I had a Zola registry, but I also had one at another retailer. I also had cash funds for my honeymoon. And I think I even had maybe another retailer. And I just threw it all on Zola because I like to shop at different places. And with Zola, you can just import it into one spot. I think going back to like 10 years ago, you would get that bridal shower invitation. And it's like the bride is registered at and like lists all the stores. And you're like, okay, now I have to like go to all these different websites or all these different stores to find something. Whereas when it's all in one place together and synced, it makes it so much easier. And then it's not overwhelming for your guests, because you're getting the variety that you want whether it's that local mom and pop sh- shop down the store, down the street, or it's a big name box store, adding in some Zola cash funds, whatever it is, when it's in one spot, that's when it's so easy. And that's when we hear guests say like, I just went to their registry and just purchased something and it was done. Like I didn't have to then be linked out. So like, it was just easy. Yeah. Um, So I'm all for it if it's all in like one space. So it's easy to shop and easy to find. Which makes everyone's life a little bit easier. 
right? So when should the registry even be set up? Is this something that we should wait like until closer to the wedding date or like closer to building the wedding website? Like, is there even a so, time? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my recommendation is like, if you're having an engagement party, it might feel really soon to do a registry, but people are going to ask, especially like those aunts in your family, like they want to spoil you. So Mm -hmm. I say for an engagement party, like just create a registry, put some really sweet things on it. Like maybe some really beautiful photo frames for engagement photos maybe some vases, like think about the more like traditional items that you're hoping for. And then you have something it doesn't necessarily need to be sent out on an engagement announcement. But maybe the matriarch in your family can like let people know, you know, that will come with time and logistics. And then definitely by the shower, you want to have that registry built. Um, I would say like when shower invitations go out, that's not the time to start building your registry because again, those ants, they love to shop and they want to get like the best gift. So Mm -hmm. they want early pickings. So when those invites go out, that registry should be like polished so they can go on it. There's no confusion because we get, I mean, we get so many guests that will call and they're like, Oh, I just got an invite to the shower, but their registry doesn't seem to be public yet. We're like, then we reach out to the couple and we're like, Hey, you should make this public. People are calling and they're like, really? So soon? Yes. Like absolutely. The second that invite comes, they were like, boom, I want to buy this and just be done. Um, and then I think it's smart to do a refresh like a month before mm-hmm. your wedding. Uh, we do find that guests will tend to shop like 72 hours before the wedding but there's some folks that might have to decline that still want to buy something. So it's good to just go in and see like, is my registry in good shape? Do I need to add some more? Is there like something that I really don't need? Whatever it may be. So those are like the three points where I think it's important to have your registry like in tip top shape. Perfect. So kind of going off that a little bit throughout your registry, I guess, creation in life, is there frequency of how many times you should go in just to make sure that like, there isn't something that's been discontinued or is no longer available? Like, yeah, yeah. you know, I think it will depend a little bit on the platform that you're using where Zola, we're good to tell you if something is discontinued and make a recommendation for a swap. But I also like, even though that exists, I still, given my personality, I'm constantly like just going in. I think about like my kids' wish lists around the holidays. Like I'm always just going in to make sure that it there is something there uh, mm-hmm. because I like maintenance. But there are ways to do it where you don't have to constantly maintain it. So it can just be like one and done. Um mm-hmm. But peeking in before your shower and before your wedding, absolutely, no matter your personality type, no matter how you're maintaining it, just making sure that there are things on there. If there are a lot of discontinuations, you are being made aware of it. And there's honestly usually someone that's going to see it and will probably reach out to and be like, hey, like your registry has nothing on it. Is there anything you want? I mean, hopefully they're going to do that ask versus just like buying you something rogue. 
Right. (laughs) So what about the couples that are like, we don't want a registry at all. We just want cash. How should they go about that? So I think those couples should still create a cash registry or just make it super known on an invitation because when the guest doesn't have a place to go, they are going to go rogue. And I mean, bless their hearts, but I, I know we all have those stories where a guest has gotten us something and we're like, what is this? Like, what am I supposed to do with this now? I did not know this. (laughs) Exactly. Um, so I love having a registry just for cash, even if it's one cash fund and very broad, it at least is telling your guests like what you truly want versus being like, Oh, you know, it doesn't matter. Just do whatever, because then you open yourself up to receiving whatever. Yes, <laughs> truly. <laughs> um, even with having a registry, we were yes. some of those where it's like, yeah okay thank you um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> did not ask for this at all <laughs> um <laughs> you kind of touched on this a little bit but where should the registry information live like is this something that should be on the save the dates or the actual invitations or just the wedding website or a combo yeah so i think it's great to have a wedding website and have the registry linked out to that And then you can put it on a save the date where it can be like more details here or whatever your verbiage is, and then have a link to your wedding website and then registries in there. As for invitations, I am team not on invitations, but on an enclosure card um, where again, the enclosure card can say for more details, please visit our website. And then your registry is linked out to that. So there's a few different ways you can do it. And you can do this also electronically with whether it's a digital save the date, you still have the option then to link to your website invitations, you can still do it digitally. But for if you're sending out like that paper invite, I again, I'm just team enclosure card all the way because guests also want that. So they know where they're going, like whatever, maybe that's why a website is just super simple and great to have to connect to your registry. Definitely. Do you find that people will Google the couple's name to like discover the registry or like come across it? Yes. Yes. Especially if they lost the save the date or the invite, whatever it may be. But we even get cases where people may, you know, work in a position where someone knows they're getting married and, you know, they're consumer, whatever it may be, is like, I want to buy them a gift. So I'm going to Google them. It definitely happens. And luckily at Zola, we do have Google settings, you do have the ability to make things private password protect, because sometimes you don't want that out there. Sometimes you're like, No, I sent it to you in the mail. That's how you should get it. Um, But yes, Google is very real. And once it's on the internet, it's on the internet. It really is. <laughs> Just a few more questions. So you kind of touched on this one too, but do you think that brides should create a separate registry for the bridal shower, like a couple creating a separate registry for the wedding shower that has maybe like, I don't know. I, for Tania's, we had a whole bunch of different things, but we knew she liked loungewear. So we had mm-hmm. like, 
cozy little outfits and things like that for her to wear. So, or for us to purchase for her to wear. Yeah. And then we also will, as the maids of honors and matrons of honors, we were the ones that put the registry together instead of it being from her. So I was curious oh, what you fun. thought. that's fun. Yeah. Um, so we do get this question a lot in our community. And for me, I am one registry. Like I, yeah. what I want people can then see for the wedding. Like I didn't want to separate it. I also find it can be a little bit difficult to separate it in terms of like accounts and email addresses and like maintaining it. In your case, I love the idea of the wedding party, like creating something for the bride to be. I think that's really sweet. And then it's a little bit easier because I'm sure it was under one of your emails versus mm-hmm. hers. Um, but there's the ability with most registries where you can add items and then you can always delete them after. So if you're adding something maybe like loungewear or something a little bit more intimate and you didn't necessarily get it for your shower and now your wedding is coming up, you can delete it. So mm-hmm. I think it really truly depends on the audience, who you are as a person. Is this another thing that you want to have to maintain, etc. Especially, you know, with Zola, you can create a website and you can create a registry, but you can only like link that registry that's built under that website. Mm-hmm. So then it just gets a little messy, I guess is what I'm trying to say without trying yeah. to offend anyone, because I know this is an ask and I know people want to do this. It just takes a little extra level of work. Yep. That, that makes sense. Honestly. um should you close your registry once the wedding's over no I still I've been married for oh my gosh my husband's really good with knowing how long we've been married I think eight years he may (laughs) if he listens to this I'm sorry Brian I love you but this is not my forte Um, around there yeah it it feels like that and we still have our registry up because now we I mean, I really use it as a wish list. Like these are things mm-hmm. that I would love. It's what I send to my family around the holidays. If they're like, what do you want for Christmas? What do you want for your birthday? I'm like, here it is because I really, I love my home and I love decorating mm-hmm. my home. So I usually want things around my home. And I, it has become a little bit personal because I can add in from any other store. So Mine's still up and at Zola, we will not take yours down unless you ask for it to be taken down. So we really enjoy seeing couples use it for their newlywed life as well. Ooh, can I just like create one? I, yes. I've been married almost three years, but. <laughs> yes, you can. I mean, what's really sweet is we do not offer baby registry. That's like one of the top yeah. questions that we get. But people do turn their Zola registry into a baby registry. And I love it. It's like we get to follow so many couples through their entire journey. And especially for me, I've been here for so long. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. I remember when you first reached out to me when you just got engaged. And now you've been married for a year. And you're coming back because you want to figure out how you make a baby registry on Zola. So I'm all about it. I love that. Oh, oh my God. All right. So final question. What advice would you give to any bride-to-be that is 
about to create her registry? So I say have fun with it. Um, I think what can make it really fun is carving out a night for you and your partner to go through your home and figure out like what's missing. Like what are the things that we would love in our home that we do not have right now or we want an upgrade on and go into each room. I mean, when I was doing this, I was in an apartment. So it was very easy because we had like one bedroom, one living room and a small kitchen. Mm -hmm. And we were like, we need everything for when we eventually buy a home. Um, But do that. And also think about your future. It's really great. So have a glass of wine, a cup of coffee, whatever it is that you do with your partner. And then you know, once you go through your home, think about, okay, well, where do we see ourselves in 10 years? Like, are we still going to be in this space? Or do you think we'll be moving where maybe we'll want a hammock? Or maybe we'll want a really great TV? I mean, the possibilities are really endless. And you can just throw it all on your registry. And you always have the ability to take off, add more, change the color, like whatever it is, it's not final. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also really important. Like registries are meant to be ever changing. So your taste changes in three months. So maybe that like bright red stand mixer you added as you're thinking about it, you're like, maybe I just want like a white. I want something more neutral. Swap out the color. Like it's nothing is final. If it's been purchased on Zola and you haven't shipped it yet, you can still swap it. Other retailers, like just be mindful of like their return policy and what that looks like. But don't don't stress. I mean, there's so much to stress about with wedding planning that like the registry process should be a lot of fun and something that you really remember and look back. I mean, I'm facing my kitchen. So I see so many great things that I got. And it just like, brings me joy knowing like why we added this, who gave it to us and like how it impacts our day to day. For sure. Oh, all right. So now we're going to move into the vendor love segment. Um, this is where we like to recommend a wedding vendor that we just absolutely admire. Maybe it's somebody we've worked with in the past. Um, so Melissa, do you have anyone you'd like to shout out? Yes, absolutely. The one vendor that made everything so easy was actually my venue. I got married in Hudson Valley, New York at Feast at Round Hill. I actually went to a wedding there. It was my cousin's and it was amazing. Like the food was unreal. They had duck burrito. And I'm like, this is just like heaven. So when my husband proposed and we were like, well, we want to get married in Hudson Valley. We don't really want a city wedding. It was the first place that I took him to. And it was the duck burrito where he was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, this is like where (laughs) we're getting married. But they're known for their catering. So, I mean, the food is top notch. But they also have a gorgeous estate um, Mm -hmm. where you get married. And it's a beautiful, like, big colonial home. You have access to the entire space, all the gardens. Everything was included. And I mean it made life so much easier finding a venue that included your cake, your food, your wedding coordinator, like everything all in one. Um, So love them, love them, love them. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? I'm going to shout out someone a little bit different from who I normally shout out, but we are very much a body positive podcast here. 
But if you do feel like I want to get in better shape for myself, not for a day, not for a dress, for myself, I highly suggest you look into Real Body Fit Club. Real Body Fit Club is owned and founded by an amazing trainer that has such a wonderful story. Her name is Shamika Johnson, and she is not an Instagram trainer. Like She actually has a real relationship with her food, with her body, how she feels about herself, and that is something that you would get if you look into her services. She works with people that are near and far. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm not based wherever she is, which side note, she's based in the metro Atlanta area. That's perfectly fine. She has virtual options where she can work and train with you. She shares how she's worked with other virtual clients, not only their exercise regimen, but how they maintain their nutrition and making better decisions about the food that you put inside of you. So if you are in the need of just someone, maybe it's even an accountability partner and you just want someone to kind of help you in your health journey, I highly suggest you look into Real Body Fit Club owned by Shamika Johnson. And yeah, Google her story. You'll see it. You'll be super impressed. So that's who I have this week. Who are you shouting out, Tania? Yeah, so this week I am shouting out an event coordinator and officiant. She is based in the DMV area, and her name is Ashley Nicole. There are so many Ashley Nicoles. There's the Ashley Nicole who's on this podcast, and then there's the, the Ashley Nicole that we absolutely love, who is a photographer based in Atlanta. But I am shouting out Ashley Nicole, who is in the DMV area. And again, she is a coordinator and officiant. Um, one thing I love about her is that she is open and honest about her rates. Her rates are actually listed on her website, which is unheard of because people these days do not list their rates. Um, but she is truly affordable. If you are in need of an event coordinator or an officiant, she is your go-to, especially if you are in the DMV area. You can definitely find her at Ashley Nicole, and that's A-S-H-L-E-Y-N-I-C-O-L-E underscore events, and that's E-V-E-N-T-S on Instagram, or you can go to ashleynevents.com, and you can find out more information about her services and everything that she offers. Again, she's based in the DMV area, so if you are in need, hit her up. All right, so where can the listeners find you if they need help with their registry, if they want to create one, or if they just want to like dive into the world of Zola, where should they go? If they want to find me, uh, my email is melissa at zola.com. Email me all your questions. I have a really amazing team. So if I don't get back to you, I have four folks that definitely will get back to you within 24 hours. And if you've never heard of Zola, still email me and we can schedule time to chat or head to zola.com. We offer free wedding websites, registry, planning tools. You can find your vendors. I mean, it's a one-stop shop and 
just really beautiful, fun, amazing experience over here. Absolutely. love it. Thank you so much, Melissa, for chatting with me today about registries. I didn't think that I would have so many questions or that we would have so much to talk about, but honestly, I'm sure there were probably like five or 10 more questions we really could have like gone into, but I think this is a great place for people to start, especially if they're just beginning their engagement journey. So yes, thank you so much again. Thank you so much. I want y'all to go to find.huidu.com and look at our vendor list. Everyone that we've shouted out for the entire three plus years that we've been on air, everything's there. Yes. And not only are all of the vendors we've ever shouted out are on there, all of the wedding vendors we've had on as guests are on there as well. So you can find more information about them and their lovely vendor services on find.huidu.com. And don't forget to leave us a review. Follow us on social. You know we're HuidoWed everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Pinterest. I'm sure I'm missing one. But basically, if you're there, we're there. Bye.